0: Welcome to the Natalie Wise Woman Podcast. Wise Woman, the meaning of witch. A witch who is here to help you create magic in your life and find ways for reaching your highest potential enjoy this episode. This episode of the Natalie Wise Woman podcast was recorded in the Peruvian Amazon jungle where I had the beautiful opportunity to interview Saltara Healing Center facilitator Jonathan to bring some awareness on the topic of ayahuasca and you can probably hear some jungle sounds in the background. We wanted to talk about what ayahuasca is and bring some awareness to the common questions around this. This is by no means medical advice to anyone uh, and I always recommend people do their own research, talk to their practitioner, to their doctor and if you have any questions please feel free to reach out to me. We are going to talk about ayahuasca So Ayahuasca seems to be gaining more popularity and even with with Prince Harry writing about it in his book that he's been doing some healing uh, with that and uh, for many people it may still seem like you know it's just doing drugs in the jungle so could you Jonathan explain what Ayahuasca actually is and where it comes from?
1: Sure yeah Uh, it's definitely seen uh, a wave of interest that's for sure uh, ayahuasca comes from the jungles of South America the Amazon rainforest and it is essentially it's a it's a brew a drink um, that we make from the ayahuasca vine banisteriopsis Capi, I'm sure I'm messing that name up but it's a vine that we call capi, uh and a leaf called chacruna and these two Plants mixed together and cooked together uh, in this traditional way brings out a a single brew that you drink and that brew is named ayahuasca. And it is in this class of uh, what some people would call drugs. We use the word medicine, so psychedelic medicine. It's within this class of plants that it changes the way we View ourselves and our environment, um, in in short.
0: Thank you. And uh, the process of ayahuasca traditionally involves a ceremony, right? So, uh, what usually happens in an ayahuasca ceremony, and what parts are important of that?
1: Yeah, great, great question. Um, and you know, ayahuasca, like all of the other famous psychedelics, there, there are many ways to interact with it. There are many different traditions that have their own versions of what a ceremony might mean and how those ceremonies are led and how they uh, progress. So with, with it acknowledged that there's all this variation, there is generally this idea you can understand that ayahuasca is something you drink and then for the next four to six hours, you're going to be in an altered state of consciousness. And what that means is that unless you have a certain amount of experience of your own, you would need to be guided through this process. So for four or five hours, you might not understand where you are or where it is safe to put your feet. For example, take steps, You might not understand uh, the concept of time very well and so you need to be guided and that's what these ceremonies are generally speaking is uh, someone uh, with experience and preferably someone with who is a part of one of these native traditions where ayahuasca has been consumed purposely for centuries Uh, usually someone like that should be leading the ceremony especially at first until there are other options available and those ceremonies again lots of variation but the the most common tool that you'll find is that the the person in charge of holding that space or leading that ceremony they very often will be singing in a way that Uh, interacts with the the effects of the medicine it's actually I I find myself stumbling and looking for words it's very uh, hard to describe and it's also a very uh, kinda magical process so it's hard to put words to it or, or describe it adequately in a few sentences but that's roughly what a ceremony is four to five hours someone is helping you and guiding you and there's very often music or singing or sounds of some type involved
0: yes these ceremonies can be very profound to people and and very magical and experiences that cannot be compared to anything else i would say from my own experience um in an ayahuasca ceremony it's it's not necessarily only the drink itself, so you were saying that someone might be singing, and especially in the Shipibo tradition, they use these specific songs that are called ikaros, and it's how I have understood it is that there's some kind of sound vibration that they create that actually is part of the healing, so could you explain a little bit more what an Icaro is?
1: Uh, yes, I can explain. Uh, At least the top layers and then I have to tell you I and we we don't know how it works Uh, Anyone that tells you they know how ayahuasca works or ikaros or all of these various different traditions how they fit together I wouldn't I wouldn't believe that it's still there's a lot of mystery in this (coughs) You Might even use the word magic, but it's a it's a natural type of mystery a natural type of magic the Shipibo's they really have this, this incredibly unique and, and completely fascinating tradition around ayahuasca. So there are hundreds of traditions in the Amazon rainforest. You can go to any number of these tribes and they might welcome you into their tribal setting and serve you ayahuasca and help you engage in that process. The Shipibo specifically, they are It's a relatively small tribe in the scheme of the world. It's a relatively large tribe of people in the scheme of the Amazon rainforest. And they, for the last few hundred years at least, have been not only drinking ayahuasca, but they have this understanding that all of the plants in the jungle around them have certain characteristics and they might call that the spirit of the plant. But the word characteristic is quite good here. Uh, each plant has a, a, a Set of characteristics or a, a character and they drink these plants One by one in a setting where they're usually fasting and isolated and by doing so they seem to acquire a certain type of it's like Little bits of data or information that when it comes together after years of going through this practice It becomes a body of knowledge or a wisdom and so these Shipibo maestros or curanderos They put these little bits of information into themselves for years or decades by drinking plants individually In an isolated setting usually fasting and then they use this toolkit um, when it when it comes time to drink ayahuasca with people who are here to heal they can see certain things in the what you might call the energetic field of the person so it seems like each human body has an energetic field that is always. It is a part of it. So it's always there, underneath, and all through the physical body. And the Shipibo's, when they drink ayahuasca, and sit in front of you, they can see certain details, patterns is the word they use, uh, in this field. And then they sing into those patterns. And as they sing the vibrations of the actual voice, but also the vibrations of the intention that they have in that moment and the intention you have in that moment all come together and the patterns, the energetic field, it does actually respond. So therefore it changes and that is the root of the idea that not only can ayahuasca help you open your mind, and help you change the way you think of yourself, think of your family, your job, all of that. There's also this other idea that within the Shipibo tradition and certain others that a curandero or maestro will actually use their own wisdom and energy and voice to actually effect change inside of your body, so effect healing. And, and past that, there's nothing but layers underneath this. Questions, um, possibilities, and, and differences in how this can go down uh, person to person. But that's a pretty good summarization.
0: Thank you. I think it's so fascinating. Like you say, like, there's so much that we don't know because they have so much information that you know they might not be sharing or that's just... of their tradition that we don't know and they have a different language as well so it's it's really fascinating and and considering the training that they have you know the experience from ayahuasca can be very different if you do it in the let's say somewhere in the west with someone who has been training for two years with ayahuasca can be very different than doing it actually with some kind of um, indigenous culture where they have this as you know something from when they are born, basically, it's part of the, their culture, so right. so this is something that is good to consider for someone who, who is considering ayahuasca, I would say. Um, so why do you think that so many people are called to work with ayahuasca, and what can someone actually get out of a ceremony you're working with, with maestros?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, to answer the question of why why such interest now? Uh, I can't say that I can see the full picture, but for sure we know that people have been exploring these medicines for decades, Uh, I'm sorry, centuries obviously within indigenous traditions, people in western traditions have been exploring them for decades at least. Recently, of course, there have been Netflix documentaries and a few high profile celebrities, if you will, um, as you mentioned, Prince Harry, but also, you know, a quarterback in the United States, uh, the football league, and other, uh, yeah, people that are are able to send out messages to lots of other people. I've been bringing up ayahuasca, so it's definitely, people are looking for a way that they can Take control in a way of processes that feel like they're out of control and that can be uh, the The list of of what that can be for Individuals is is endless Uh, But the roots for almost all of us have something to do with trauma or um, Ongoing anxiety or depression ongoing questions about You know, it can be a detail, like a specific relationship or a specific job, or it can be really big abstract questions, such as what happens when we die, or why, what is the the purpose of living and suffering and going through this process. So all of these different things are inside of human minds, and we feel stressed or ill or confused. And ayahuasca is becoming it is being promoted as a way to See things from a new perspective and when we see things from a new perspective sometimes that can alleviate the stress or Depression or the pain of a prior trauma So maybe only maybe now I'll give a few words about you you mentioned that there are different, you know, you can find a ceremony in California and you can find ceremonies in Peru and the Netherlands. I will I will say from personal experience, there is something to be gained from drinking ayahuasca in almost any safe setting. So it doesn't only have to be the Shipibo tradition. And it doesn't have to be necessarily An indigenous tradition directly uh, at all however there are lots of questions about whether or not the medicine was sustainably and responsibly made uh, or attained there are questions about the intentions of the people leading the ceremony so just like with a psychiatrist or another Medical professional that you're going to let into an intimate part of your body or an intimate part of your process You would only choose someone that you trust And if that person ever gives you a reason not to trust them You would take that into account in deciding whether or not to open back up your body and process to them so I just want to be clear in this very short space that There are lots of different ways to drink ayahuasca. There are lots of different ways to benefit from it but it is also a very messy and confusing marketplace for ideas, medicine, and ceremonies. So always choose whether you're whether you're interested in engaging with this for the first time, or you're interested in engaging with a medicine, a psychedelic medicine, uh, and you've done this many times before. Just always remember the how incredibly important the set and setting are. These are not my words. These words have been passed around for decades, but where you sit, how you sit and the intentions with which you sit um, with these medicines are, are the foundation of what's going to happen after you drink that cup of tea, whether it's ayahuasca, or psilocybin mushrooms or even something like LSD. So always always pay close attention to the people you're with, the reasons you're there, the reasons they're there. And if you have the energy and and space in your life to explore an indigenous tradition specifically, I highly encourage it. It is the only reason why we have these medicines available to us are these indigenous traditions, who who not only found the original mixtures or tradition, uh, yes, the the original methods. Uh, so they've been passing these down for centuries, and even now, especially in the case of someone like the Shapibos, they are also the most well-equipped, or at least some of the most well-equipped people we have to to take on this responsibility of guiding a ceremony, leading a ceremony. So I highly encourage you to uh, do your own research. And if one of these medicines calls to you, take your time. It always makes space. Uh, Your life will always make space for this if you really ask for it. And then once you've decided to go ahead, choose your, your ceremony and the people that you engage in that with, choose that very carefully. It's incredibly intimate and, and it's incredibly valuable if it is done with respect and humility.
0: Thank you for sharing that. I think it's important to to point those things out and especially like you said with like when you choose a medical professional like you want to choose someone that you can trust and and I've even heard that it's it's kind of like you go into psychic surgery, so you don't want to choose a surgeon either, like in the West who would just mess you up. Like you want to have someone that you can trust, who you know that has training in this and knows what they're doing. So I think that's that's an important factor in, in all of this. And and I mean, personally, and I'm a bit biased because I've only been to Soltara, but I mean, if someone can afford it, I would highly recommend, I think it's, you know, Soltara is probably one of the best in the whole world. Like. The responsibility like taking the responsibility uh seriously and having a very ethical approach so i i highly recommend that if, if people can afford it or save up to that because you know this is serious work and i mean if you can if you can really get them if you want to get the maximum benefit from this experience i think saltara is really a good choice so so i mean Uh, if someone has questions regarding that then feel free to contact me and uh, I will also link the website of Soltara to this episode. I want to thank you Jonathan for joining me and explaining these things I think it's it's nice to bring awareness to what Ayahuasca actually is and kind of get rid of the stigma that is around psychedelic drugs and you know because the world is changing and I think uh, it's beautiful if we can make it. Uh, we can do these things responsibly, so that we can actually change the world for the better. So.
1: Absolutely, I hope I hope a lot of people listen to the, to these words and this podcast, and and yeah, I hope we all keep growing together and, and responsibly uh, moving forward. Sounds good.